Luke chapter 19 and verse 37. And you have it, say amen. If you don't look up, it's on the wall. And when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. They praised him with a mighty voice, with a loud voice, for the mighty works that he had, or they had seen, saying, Blessed is the king that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Amen. We've heard that particular verse, I'm sure, a few times around here about not letting a rock take our place. And we should never let that happen. Amen. We should never let that happen. If we have a voice, we ought to know how to use it. Amen. Praise God. And the Bible talks about making a joyful noise. So all of that's in order that we would lift our voice. Uh, I don't read anywhere where he tells me to do it under my breath. He told me to open my mouth and speak it out. Amen. <clears throat> Only 30 minutes of silence in heaven. So that tells me heaven's probably going to be a noisy place. Amen. I'm glad for that. But I didn't come to preach to you about all that. I want to talk to you about something else. If stones could speak, my subject today, God bless you, you may be seated. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem for the last time in the capacity that he is now in. <clears throat> This week would be the most eventful week in his entire earthly journey. For when that week would culminate, there would be a crucifixion, a burial, and a resurrection. But now on his way in, he enters into Jerusalem uh, to fulfill his purpose and his calling. And now the praise comes. And he does not refuse it. There were other times early in his ministry when men tried to praise him and he quietened them. But now he accepted and received all of their praise. And he rode into Jerusalem in such a way that anybody that knew anything about Jewish history would know unmistakably that he was making a claim of being the Messiah. He came riding in on a donkey and as he came in, the crowd that had gathered around began to praise and worship him so much so that it made some among them uncomfortable. Isn't that amazing that worship would make some people uncomfortable? 
And yet these that were among them were uncomfortable with what they heard. These men crying out and rejoicing over the, the things that the Lord had done. And they worshipped him loudly and boisterously. And the Pharisees wanted Jesus to rebuke his disciples and silence them. And Jesus simply said that if these disciples stopped praising me, if these voices suddenly became silent, then the stones, the very stones that are under your feet and make up the housing of this temple would begin to cry out and declare the glory of God. That stones would speak and they would worship if you were silent. The question is, but could these stones speak? Could these stones speak? And the, the answer to that is unquestionably they could. If he who had opened the mouth of the dumb to speak was who he said he was, then surely he could bid these stones to give voice to their praise. But my question this morning is a little off the wall, I guess. Sometimes that's how I think. But if these stones could speak, if these stones had voice, then what would they testify to us of if those stones had lifted their voice that day what could those rocks have told us that we needed to hear and what could they have testified of that would have been of importance to you and I I believe this morning that if those stones could have spoken that day certainly they would have testified of the praises of him who had created them by the power of his word. That out of nothing God spoke and the world came into existence. That out of nothing God's miraculous power began to work and out of that came an ordered universe and world. They would testify no doubt that when God speaks, something is going to happen. That God's word is so powerful and it is so purposeful that when God speaks, something is going to happen. When God speaks, darkness flees. When God speaks, shadows run away. When God speaks, everything changes. Oh, the power of God's word and the power of his ability to speak into our lives and say something at the right time for the right reason that changes everything in our life. If the stones could speak this morning, they certainly would praise him who created them by the power of his word. But if they could speak, they would not only testify of that, but they would praise the wisdom and the power of their maker who called them into being. When you dissect nature and you take the elements that God created and you break them down, 
you marvel at the mastery of His creative power. When you take the human body or you take the baby that we held just a few moments ago and you realize everything that it takes for that baby to be alive, you certainly must step back and say, God, you are wonderful. God, you are marvelous. God, you are an awesome power. You are one to be reckoned with and you are one to be honored. He made them perfect in their kind. He made such a variety in our world that it's hard to imagine. And shall we not speak well of him who made all of us as well? Look at your own life and the marvel of where you are today. If it had not been for the goodness of the Lord, we would have been swallowed up by our enemy. But because the Lord has been on my side, I stand here today to testify of God's grace and His goodness and His mercy. And if stones could speak, they would certainly speak of His wisdom and His power. If they could speak, I'm certain that they would tell of chaos turned into order. They would testify that no matter how black the darkness of your life, when God speaks, light will come. That no matter how impossible it may seem at the moment when God is involved, nothing shall be impossible with Him. I wish somebody believed that this morning. Because some of you are facing some impossible situations in your life. And I've come to tell somebody that if stones could speak this morning, they would tell you that with God all things are possible. That with God anything can happen. There is no disorder that He cannot bring order into. There is no darkness that He cannot bring light to. There is no confusion that He cannot bring purpose to. There is no commotion in life that he cannot give peace to. There is no turmoil that he cannot give a calm to. And there is no mess in your life that he cannot give a mission to. If stones could speak this morning, they would tell you that God can cause madness to give way to reason and stability. And they would tell you that he can take any kind of chaotic situation and turn it into a thing of order. And somebody said, Amen. Amen. If stones could speak, if stones could speak this morning, they would tell you that whatever it is he needs to speak over, he is capable of saying what needs to be said to change your situation. If I didn't believe that, I'd close this book and burn it. Because if that part's not true, then none of the rest of it's true. But when I read the Bible and I read this good book, I find in it a God of purpose and power and anointing and blessing. And I find Him doing good. I find Him blessing and helping and strengthening. I find God coming into lives that are messed up and reordering their lives so that they have purpose and they have a sense of order, and they have a sense of well-being. I see a God who comes into situations that are confusing, and He brings calm and peace. I see a God who steps out to the bow of a boat in the middle of a storm and says, Peace, be still, 
and there is a calm. That's what stones would tell you this morning is that God can turn chaos into order. Any of you in a chaotic situation this morning? Are any of you dealing with darkness this morning? Anybody here in a turmoil today? Is anybody here in a mess of some kind? Doesn't matter how you try to change it, it just gets worse. God knows how to bring purpose into the midst of your mess. He knows how to bring purpose into the midst of your mess. And he can bring stability into the madness of this particular moment of your life. I don't know, but somehow I feel like God sent me to tell somebody here this morning that's going through a very disturbing time in your life that if stones could speak, they would tell you, don't worry. Although there may be darkness around you right now, light is coming. When God speaks, everything's going to change. When God begins to work, something is going to happen. It will not stay as it was. It will change and God will bring about that change. Somebody ought to lift your hands right now and say, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for that promise. Thank you, God, for that purpose that you've given me. Thank you, God. That I am not a random act or an accident, but I am a designed, purposeful being. Hallelujah. If stones could speak, they would tell you of his wisdom and power. And they would tell you that he turns chaos into order. But they would also tell you of the successive stages of God's creative drama. If they could speak to you this morning, they would tell you of God's way. Everybody say God's way. God's way, His process of working His will out in my life. That God has a process that He takes me through in life. And listen to me, church. God's process is as important as His promise And God's process is as important as His purpose. Whatever God wants to bring into your life, the way He leads you to get that in your life is just as important as what He wants to do in your life. And there are people here this morning that are chafing under the process that God is taking you through right now. And you're fighting and arguing with God about everything going on in your life. And you're mad because it's not working out the way you want it to work out. And if these stones could speak to you this morning, they would say, you don't worry. God's got his hand upon it. And God has a process that he takes you through in your life. He has a process that he will lead you through. And that process will bring you to his purpose. Amen. Somebody said amen. The way God leads is as important as the way into which he leads me. Did you get that? The way that God leads me is as important as the way into which he wants to lead me. How God works things out in my life. So I don't need to get frustrated with the process. I don't need to get mad at God about his method of operation in my life. I need to understand that God works all things together for my good. All things together for my good. 
I set all things together for my good. Some of you don't believe that. Some of you believe that he worked some things, but he couldn't work that thing. And the truth is, he can work anything. It doesn't matter what it is. You say, well, Brother Hughes, they intended to hurt me. I know that. And they probably did hurt you. But God said, I can take the hurt and I can make it work for you. If you don't believe that, go read the story of Joseph. They intended to kill him. They intended to do him harm. But when he wraps up his story, he said, you meant it for evil. God used it for good. You see, when God gets involved in my life, it doesn't matter what people do to me. What matters is how I respond to what God is trying to do in me. Because what God is trying to do in me is more important than what people are trying to do to me. There have been some times in my life when God took me through some places that if I'd had my choice, I promise you, I wouldn't have been there. If I'd had my choice, you would not have caught me on that avenue because it was painful and sometimes embarrassing how God has a way of bringing me to the place of total dependence on Him. God knows how to do that. Sometimes I become so arrogant, I think I know everything. I've got it all figured out. I've got a plan. I've got an I've got a action. I, I've got an agenda. And I go through life trying to mark off all the things on my agenda. And all of a sudden God reaches into my life and He takes my agenda and He just tears it up into shreds like that and just throws it out into nothing. And there, I don't know what to do now. What I've lost my plan. You haven't lost anything. All you've done is put yourself in a place where God can really do something good in your life. I wish somebody here would hear what I'm trying to say, that God has a process. Don't get angry with his method of operating. Don't get mad at how God works his will out for your life. There was nobody, nobody that had been like John the Baptist. No one had come on the scene for hundreds of years. There had not been the voice of a prophet heard among God's people. And then out of the wilderness come this man. He looked like a wild man. He ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached a message of repentance that was so piercing that even the Pharisees and the Sadducees fell on their faces and they repented of their sin. John was called out. He was brought out into the forefront of God's divine purpose and will. And God used him mightily to turn the hearts of people toward him. He used John. He used him to bring the attention not to John but to Jesus. And when that part of his story was complete, we find him in a prison cell all by himself. Is this the way a life like mine is supposed to end up? All these years God's used me. All these years God's provided. All these years everything's worked so well. Everything I said came to pass. Now here I am languishing in a prison. I don't hear anybody. There is not one recorded visit from Jesus not one time did he step out of the way. Some historians say that John was in prison for almost six months. 
He didn't get a how are you doing letter. He didn't get an email or a text message or a tweet saying I hope everything's fine for you today. All that John got to wake up to was the silence of his prison cell and the question that started going over in his mind. Now what's going on here? What, 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 what's, what's happening in my life? Why am I where I am? And finally, I don't know, maybe it was frustration. I, I don't really know what motivated him. But he brought his disciples in. And he said, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go to Jesus and I need you to ask him one thing. Are you the one or should we look for another? Do you know what? Jesus didn't even answer that question. <laughs> but he did give him an answer. He said, John, blessed is he that is not offended in me. Blessed is he that is not offended in how I work my will out in their life. Amen. Blessed is he that is not offended by how I work my plan. Amen. That's hard to take. But that's what God told John. And you know what? That's how it is for all of us. God has a process. He has an order about how he works. Don't get lost in the course that God is taking you in ordering your life. And don't get angry at the method that God uses. If you'll just let your life be submitted into his hands, he'll bring it to pass. He'll make it work out. He'll get you out of prison. He'll provide. He'll open a door. He will make a way. Amen. Well, I need to go preach this next door. Maybe they'll believe what I'm saying. Amen. Praise God. That's what the stones would tell you, is that God has a process. There were six days of creation in which God worked to bring about this perfect world. This world that is so integrated that one thing bobbles and the whole thing goes up in smoke. Everything perfectly balanced. Everything perfectly in order. God brings all that, but he does it in a process. And you know what's great about the process? Is that after every day when the Lord looked at what he had done, he said, that's good. You know, it might do some of us some good if we would stop and look at what God's doing right now and get uh, forget about the end, forget about what we want and just say, thank you, God, that you're working today. Thank you, God. I don't understand it all. I don't see how it's all going to fit together. I don't know how it's all going to work out, but thank you, God, for what you're doing right now. Amen. Celebrate the steps that lead to success. If they could speak, they would tell you to endure the process because you're going to like the outcome. Amen. You're going to like the outcome. Amen. If stones could speak this morning, they would cry out to the majesty of the builder who polished them and fashioned them for his palace. They would speak of an architect, one who puts everything in its place. One who has a plan and a purpose. Not some random act. Not two amoebas bumping together and evolving. You know, if that's how you want to think that this world came into being, you go ahead. But I want to tell you what, 
I think more highly of myself than one time being a little amoeba somewhere in a microcosm world. I, I don't believe that's how any of this started. I believe it started just like the book said. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and God said, let there be light. And there was light. Hallelujah. 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 And on the second day, God's creative word brought into existence the wonders of the world in which we now live. He didn't leave it to fate. He didn't leave it to random molecules bumping together and hoping that you come out all right. The Bible said that you are curiously wrought. That you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You know what that word made means in the Hebrew? It means crafted, developed, worked out. It doesn't mean some accident that just happened. Boom, there you are and here you are. It means that God meticulously orchestrated every every molecule in your body so that it would be uniquely you and nobody else. You have a different voice print than anybody else? Now tell me, random acts, how can that happen? Oh, let me ask you this. Tell me if, if this is random act, if creation is a random act, as the, 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 the scientists try to tell us, that it was just... The, the, the coming together of molecules or big boom or whatever, big bang, whatever you want. However that, tell me since that time, when has that ever happened again? When, when has it ever happened that gasoline down the street collided with your car in another part of the town and boom, you had fuel and you could drive? It, just, it doesn't happen, folks. That's how absurd that is to begin with. But what these stones would tell you is that God has an order and God is a builder. God God doesn't tear down. He builds. God doesn't destroy. He improves. Amen. God doesn't bring chaos. He brings peace. So whatever you're going through right now, you need to stand up and lift your hands and say, God, keep working in my life. I don't see how it's all going to work out, but I know you've got your hand on me and I need you to finish this thing. I need you to bring it to pass. I don't want to die in my dilemma. I don't want to die in my problem. I want to make it all the way to the end of this process. Come on, lift your hands and praise him with me right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Ah, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Stand with me, if you will, all over the building. If stones could speak this morning, they would first of all tell you of how wonderful and mighty and glorious and majestic God is. And they would tell you of the wonders of His creation and how much He deserves to be praised in all the earth. But they would tell you more. They would tell you that whatever chaos you may be in right now, that God has an answer for that. 
Amen. God has an answer. All it takes is for Him to speak the Word. Amen. Just speak the Word. Speak the Word, Lord, and things will change. My situation will change. My life will be changed. Hallelujah. If they could speak to you this morning, they would tell you don't get weary with God's process. God's working it out. I said God's working it out. God's working it out. He, he, he knows what he's up to. God's not like us. We get something. We open the box. We put the instructions aside and we start trying to put it together. Say, okay, now where does this go? Uh, uh, what, what is this thing in the jig? Yeah. God has a plan. A plan for my life. A plan for your life. I don't know why God sent me. I had no intentions of preaching like this this morning, but about midnight last night and almost all night long, God talked to me about this word. Amen. There's somebody here today that's angry with God about the process going on in your life right now. And I want to help you get over that. I want to help you realize that God is not mad at you. He's not trying to hurt you he really is trying to help you if you'll just celebrate the process you're going to like the product you're going to like what it's like when he gets it all worked out and some of you are already witnesses of that how many times has God worked us through situations and how many times has God brought us through things that we thought we would never get through? And yet here we are. <laughs> here we are. God knows how to make a way. God knows how to make a way. God knows how to speak the right thing at the right time. God knows how to get your attention. God knows how to minister to your need. Would you just bow your head with me right now? I feel the Lord is in this place right now. I don't know why you came. I don't know what your purpose was. But I do know this. I know that God had a design and a purpose for your life long before you recognized the need to come to this service. God had you in mind. And God planned. God planned. God had the right things to be said and He had the right things to be done so that in this moment of time you could come face to face with the glory of His power and the strength of His might. You could know again today that no matter what you're in, no matter what situation you are wrestling with today, that God is greater than your dilemma and God is greater than your problems. He's greater than your hurts. He's greater than all of the confusion that is going on in your life. God has an answer for you. God wants to let His hand rest upon you right now. Why don't you let God touch you right now? Why don't you let God just lay His hand upon your fevered brow? God, would you speak even in this moment, right now, right now, right now, right now. 
God, we need you more than we've ever needed you before. We need your hand upon us. We need your, we need your hand to rest upon this place right